Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, on to Manly v. the Dragons. Oh, this is this is a, another really interesting one. It's almost like similar-ish to the Rabbitohs in regards to Manly. I, I thought that you know Manly would probably be a bit more dominant, and I understand that they were missing quite a few players. But I mean, for example, there was a try that was definitely a try from the video. You can see grounding. You can see it over the line. No try. No try. <laughs> um, anyway, absolute Barry Crocker. Uh, God, it's frustrating when you, like, I, I get getting calls wrong, but when you commentate it correctly oh. and then call it wrong, it's just another level, it's isn't it? It's just bizarre. It's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, Manly defeat the Dragons. Look, I'll be honest, I probably thought Manly were the better side. Um, I am a bit concerned with Manly in regards to their second half. It's like they just fatigue, like, they just looked out on their feet. Now, maybe that's because, you know, Lodge is, hasn't played much footy and oh, first-grade footy this year or at least the last few weeks, so I'm not sure. Um, when you've got teams like the Knights playing as well as they are and that's who your competitor is to get in the eight, I do think that Manly really need to just round out that last that second half. If they can sort that second half out, they're a chance of making the eight. They really are. But that second half is really scary because they've almost been a bit lucky that, first of all, the Sharks were so fucking bad in the first half. And then the Dragons, you know, obviously the Dragons are coming second last. Uh, good, solid win. Solid win. Not the best, but solid win. What do you boys reckon? I don't know if you guys spoke about it last week or not, but I, I thought that losing Paseca was huge. He's just come off the 10 most consistent and best weeks of his career so far. He's been amazing for them up until that point. So I think losing him has had a huge impact. You bring Lodge in, as you said. He hasn't played a heap of first grade this year, so minutes have got to be shifted. Compound that with Aloye out as well, who's another guy that plays, you know, 30, 40 minutes for them. So hasn't been easy for Manly. Um, down there at Wynn Stadium... I think they just had to get away with this one. Yeah. However you're going to do it. Because they go up against the Roosters next week. It's going to be a good game. Big, big game for them. Yeah. Because Roosters are like – they're a prideful team. 
Short turnaround too for Manly Thursday. So for a Friday night, yeah. they went up to Brisbane and essentially just got completely outplayed. Like that'll that'll hurt the Roosters. Um, but I agree with you in regards to like sometimes you just need to get the bloody win. They're in a tough spot. They're fighting for the eight. I just think that that second half they've got to sort it because if they don't, oof. do you think they do you think they win that game if it's not Chess's three hundredth? Probably not. Probably not. Came at a good time. Bloody oath, it came at a good time. <laughs> Even like every time they made a half break, there were just numbers flocking in support. Mm. And just a lot of effort areas like that where I'm going, they like that week in, week out. Would it be if they weren't playing for chairs that week? Probably not. Mm. I also think the uh, Jack DeBell and Simbin came at a very good time for Manly too. Mm. Yeah. I was starting to get a, a bit of momentum at that point. Uh, however, as you said, boys, wins win. They got the two. They're in the hunt for the eight. They... Have an okay run. They've got Penrith in Penrith and the Warriors in NZ. They're going to need to jag one of those. And, and the, also, the, they're going to need to be the Roosters this week. Yeah, yeah. What Roosters not easy. They finish with Dogs and Tigers. So, yeah, it's it's tough. That's it's where even tough. like the, the, those Dogs and Tigers games like they look like an easier matchup. But yeah, they're not. It's the worst time to get them. Yeah. By far and away, the worst. Because it's like end of season. They don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. they're going to come in and just play footy. Yeah. If we can, they're going to throw the ball yeah. around the first fifteen minutes. If it works, it works, and then they're on a run. You'd almost rather come up against like a Knights, yeah. so that you're both up for it. Fucking pressure's huge game. On. Yeah, yeah, pressure's on. Huge so game. So dangerous. Whereas like the Bulldogs and Tigers, you got boys going, yeah, we'll, we'll get this, we'll get this, and then fucking all of a sudden Tigers come out and kill it or whip Bulldogs. Um, positives. The positives are that combination of Caller and, and Saab. It is scary. I would hate to be coming up against them as outside backs because like the, the problem for wingers that mark Saab is that frigging Caller is so fast. Yeah. That he brings you in every time because you you just don't have any faith that your centre's going to catch him because he's not. And the guy inside them, Olakwatu, is a four-man tackle. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like that edge, if they can just keep it together, injury-free, far out, it's going to do some damage. It is wild, that edge. Like when you when you think about those three guys like that, it's crazy they don't produce more than what they do. They yeah. haven't over the last year or so. Mm. Oh, that's the first, first time in a long time. Anyway, I've sat there and gone, like this collar and Saab combo. They're untouchable. Oh, mate. So much speed. And then Olakowatu is just an absolute handful on the um, in the inside. Just going through um, Cole looking for his like eligibilities and that. Uh, and look, we know that Wikipedia is never wrong about anything. <laughs> in 2019, we you know, knew he was like a junior sprint champ, but GPS sprint record of 10.58 while he was at school. <laughs> That's like nearly getting into Australian Olympics type shit. Oh, 100%. Like, that's almost – if he could, so quick. If he kept training, he'd almost guarantee himself there. to make at least the team mm. so quick. He – yeah, on Saab, he's been a real shining light for them this season. I feel like there was a bit of a stigma around some fans that 2021 he had this stunning season where he scored a 30-plus tries, whatever it was, because the, the six-again rules really suited Manly style and they capitalised on it really well off the back of Tommy Turbo's season and he made him look good. You know, I've heard plenty of people say it. But, you know, Tommy Turbo's that not there now, but he's really rounding out his game nicely. Sure, he's got the speed where he gets an inch and he's gone and away, but his finishing's been really good. I feel like because he does find himself in space so often, he's summing up situations really well, whether that's taking the tackle, whether that's passing inside, whether that's kicking over the top. He's just, they're finishing more often than not when they're making that bust down the edge. And I think Saab deserves a little credit, a lot of credit because, yeah, I think he's been brilliant. Look, I've met Saab before. He is a genetic freak. Mm. He is 
fucking massive. He's quite like I know he looks quite lean, but he's quite filled out. Um, and genuinely, like his potential in regards to if everything goes right, he stays injury free. He could be the best ring in the comp. Like that's what like when you talk about, think about how big he is and how fast he is. If he rounds out like taking the tough carries, which he's done this year really, really well, like those tries on the weekend that he set up, like that was something out of nothing. That wasn't just like, oh, he had heaps of space to work with on the edge. Mm. No, we're talking about no space to move. A guy that's what, six foot five, six, six. It's a big bit of gear. 98 kilos around that. Moving that quickly. Once he, once he, as he matures and he's like, imagine him coming out of your own end when he's 105 kilos and just oh. gunning it at lines. He'll be bumping people. He's over 6'5". Over 6'5", moving like that. Um, you know, we ha- he hasn't even really explored his high ball potential that he has. And I, I actually think it's probably been his best season. I know he scored 30 tries. I actually think this year's been his best year because he's, he's rounded all that stuff out. He's taking the tough carries. He's not making as many errors. Now, every now and then he might have a game where he might drop a ball here or there. But as, I actually think he's been really good since coming back from – and we have to remember, he came back from an ACL. Yeah. Like, this is what he's doing after an ACL. Well, and just like the statement of, I don't need Tommy Turbo to put me in the space. Like, I can do it. I'll do it my, literally myself. Yeah. He, I think he's been outstanding. And on Cola, because he – because you represented Tonga at the World Cup, being Tier 1, mm. that rules him out of any origin. Is Tonga Tier 1 now? No. They're not? No, I don't think so. I think Tier 1 actually, and I, I thought the same thing. It's like, why aren't Samoa and Tonga Tier 1 because of how well they play? Uh, I thought Tonga were, but Samoa weren't. You can check it? I'm, I'm pretty much 100% sure, but I'll check it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not certain of that, so I'll, like, I'll take your word for it. So I think the reason why Tonga and that aren't Tier 1, it actually has nothing to do with how they are playing yeah. and more to do with like resources underneath yeah. that, that yeah. put them into the Tier 1. And I think if people get it confused and they almost see it as like disrespectful to Tonga and Samoa, but it's actually a compliment. It's not to do with ability, yeah. It's a compliment because you're saying you're a Tier 2 nation that's as good as Australia and New Zealand but you have nowhere near the resources yes. that Australian So do we do. know Cola's origin eligibility, if that's on the table? That's an interesting call. I'd say New South Wales. He would look good in blue. Just Unbelievable. Saying. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're t- – t- t- uh, sorry, Samara and Tonga are still tier two. Okay. Yeah. Would have been nice for the Dragons to watch Ruben Garrick and Jason Scarb- Saab scored the last two tries for Manly in this game. Oh. <laughs> Imagine that stinger. Unbelievable. Um, outside of that, uh, DCE, as always, really good. Lachlan Croker, one of the real feel-good stories. I mean, he just battles away, It's hard he? not to love him. He it? just Man. fucking yeah. battles away. He's one of those guys that, like, he's like a story that you'd hear about. Like, he plays for a country town. He's played for 30 years, and he just does the same thing every week. When yep. he was 18 to 48, and it doesn't matter. I love him. I love it. Honestly, I, he's, he's just so good to watch because he's just battling constantly. Such a battler, just the definition of no nonsense, that bloke, isn't he? Just gets on with the yep. job, turns up every week and does his job. And he has games 61 where he's... 61 tackles. Yeah, 61 Mate, and he has games where, you know, he's a battler for sure, but sometimes he kills it and has like yeah. three yeah. line breaks in that. You're going, where the fuck He'll nudge two 40-20s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's not a, he's not a backup hooker who, who comes in and distributes, gives good service and makes his tackles. Like, no, he, like he has impact on games big time like we're starting to see it more often than not now yep agreed all right uh Uh, just quickly i love seeing she's just starting to drift both sides a bit Mm. he's playing on the right and feeding chairs and give like we saw we actually saw uh chairs feed 
Schuster on the right edge. And we know how well he straightens up and plays direct on the left. He did the same on the right and they scored a really nice try off it. He did it and then he, he brought Alakwai to underneath him and he steamrolled someone and scored one of the easiest tries. So that's only a good sign for them. Fucking Olakawatu, man. <laughs> Just on uh, Lockie Croak before we move on. He's also studying a Bachelor of Criminology. Of course he is. Yeah. He makes yeah. 61 tackles wow. and he goes into uni on a Monday and he studies, studies criminology. Because he's criminally underrated, Guru. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, Olakawatu, yeah, fuck. He is truly... He must be horrifying to look up and see that big fucking... What's it? Was it like a, a ponytail he has or the mm. ratty? And he is just, what, six foot four, fucking massive shoulders. Mate, so agile. Like, he must be a nightmare for halves. He would be, yeah. Far out. Imagine sitting there in a video session going, oh, okay, Olakowasu's name just keeps coming up and you're just going, oh, my God. <laughs> my shoulders are going to be off. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like they probably could have won by more, but you get your wins where you can. Dragons. Look, I actually didn't mind... The Dragons. I actually thought they showed a lot of fight. Um, I thought a few calls that were arguably tough. Like, you know, I know DeBellin's probably going to get three to four weeks. He's, uh, they're actually contesting the grading. Yeah, I, I just think that, that the tough thing with the DeBellin is, is like he did land on his ankle, but it happened so quickly. What are you is is it worth contesting that for the Dragons? Well, they got nothing to lose. And like, yeah, if, they, yes. if they downgrade it, it's a fine. Could lose to my super coach team, Gempy. Oh, sorry, my bad. I, I couldn't believe you three to four weeks for that. Yeah. I, 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 I'd, be, I'd be contesting it. It happened in a split second. I can understand the 10 in the bin in regards to... Look, first of all, I don't understand it in regards... It was two sets ago, and they called it all the way back. I think that's ridiculous. But, like, if you were being... If this is the crackdown, he did land on the ankle. I felt it happened so quick. That, it all happened yeah, in one motion. And, and like, I know... The video that the NRL came out with the definition of a hip drop was fantastic in the season and one of the big parts of that, and there's numerous parts that define it as a hip drop, but one of the big ones was losing the legs. He doesn't mm. lose his legs or anything mm. in it. Mm. I thought it was just awkward falling on his ankle. Yeah. Like, you know, sure, maybe a week or two because they are cracking down on the hip drops, but three to four weeks oh, for three that. three to four weeks, yeah, it's fucking mental. Now, what? he might have carryover, or is it, uh, is it the carryover? Yeah, it is. He's been... He's been fined. He's, this is his, this is his fifth charge this year. Yeah. Five. So what would have it been without the carryover? Uh, I'll have to work that out. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, oh, it, it's just, it feels tough because it's like, I know we're cracking down on it and I know we don't want to see players injured and, and Tui Pilotu is now going to be out for X amount of weeks. But like, I just didn't see intent. Like, I didn't, it all happened so quickly. If you play it in fast motion, in the normal motion, it's all one motion. He hits and falls around him and he falls down. Mm. Whereas when you play it in slow motion, it absolutely looks like terrible. So I'm really torn on it. Would have been two weeks early play with no carryovers. Yeah. Okay. That's, I feel better about that. That like it's still a little bit. Oh. I still think it's hectic. Yeah. I, I don't think it's worth two weeks, but five charges in a season. My mistake, my mistake would have been one week. One oh, week. Oh, well, there. Okay. Fuck. There you go. Take it back. There you go. Sorry, NRL. I admit, as I said, I'm even a bit torn on the 10 in the bin, to be honest. Like, I I don't think it was big. <laughs> I think players don't get people. So people watching the game, they don't understand how quick these things happen. Mm. You're not even thinking. Like it, the game is moving at a million miles an hour. Like it is happening so quickly. You and you, like what? Debellin's already made thirty tackles. He makes contact. 
he swings around all in one motion. It's like, what is he supposed to do then? He can't get his body. What is he like going to fall off and miss the ankle? Doesn't up? lose his feet. They stay on the ground. I just, I, I just feel sometimes that it was only because Tui Pilotu was injured as to why that we looked at it. Because if he wasn't injured, clearly no one had an issue with it. Two yeah. sets went. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I know the NRL in a really tough spot because, you know, we want the game to be appealing to everyone. I, I get it. And they're just trying to make it so players don't get injured. But there has to be a line where we go, if you get on a footy field, you're going to get injured. Sometimes they're going to be completely unlucky. Someone's going to land on your leg. Someone's going to land on your knee. That's just rugby league, unfortunately. Um, Silver lining for the Dragons. I thought the two-edge back row was really good. Billy Burns and Dan Russell. Now, I think Dan Russell's come down from the Queensland Cup. I think he's a, a bit of an older debutante. Um, I've liked the look of him over the last two weeks. Yeah, we were speaking about it last week, and we just we were looking at the, the Dragons, and the concern, I guess, that we had was just they didn't have – Dan Russell and, and Billy, uh, Billy Burns are battlers. Mm, yeah. And, I, and although we both believe that they're NRL standard – and you probably could start at, at in a perfect world. I reckon you would start one on the edge. I just think at least one of your back rowers needs to have some punch, which That's is fair. Yeah, which is interesting because like Jack Bird has he been playing injured? Yeah, I, I don't know what's so going on. So weird, with Jack Bird. He he went back and played New South Wales Cup for two weeks. Mm. Played eighty minutes in both of them and killed it. Came back last week, played twelve minutes or something, and these two played the eighty. And then this week was named and then scratched. And there's really been nothing said. I don't mm. know what's going on with Jack. Because like he'd be perfect for the back row for them right now. And then you put either would be. you put either Russell or Billy Burns on the bench to get through the the tough stuff. Um, be interesting to see the impact next year. Jack Bird obviously with Shane Flanagan. Mm. He's got the best yeah. out of him. Yeah. So you I'm sure where he wants to goes. play him. Yeah. yeah, I reckon he'll play him back row. Edge back row. Yeah, I, I reckon. Sure. Uh, Harm Sale, good signing. Really good signing. Mm. Desperately needed a, a goal. I like had a bit punched in the yep. middle. I like it. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, uh, I actually, yeah, I didn't mind it. Ravalawa, 212 metres, uh, which is always good. Uh, Lomax, once again, 21 runs, 230 metres, seven tackle breaks, uh, a line break, nine tackles, zero missed. Um, and there's been reports coming out that he may be training at fullback for the entire preseason next year. Why not? Low max? Yeah. yeah. All reports, though. But I think why not? Mate. Why not? I've said it for a few weeks. I, I think you put Sloan on the wing and just get him to, to round his game out and see whether he does do round his game out. You put Fainai in the centres if he, if he can play there and you put Lomax at the back. Can Sloan defend well enough to play on the wing? Because I think he could. Yeah. I, re- I think that if, you, if that happened... He would be forced to because it's like, mate. He has to. Yeah. yeah, like if you want to stay in the team. You get the reps over and over and over again to work on your D. Yep. Mm. Uh, because like, I you'd mean. You'd have to improve a lot though. Oh, you'd have to improve a lot yeah. for sure. Because like even some of the tackles yeah. he missed on the weekend. He missed a ton on the yeah. week. Not a, a ton to be harsh, but several on the weekend that were quite significant. Yeah. I think you say six. He made six tackles. He missed three. Um, I mean, he still ran. He had 20 runs, which I love to see from him. I love that he's, he's, he's busy. Just that defensive side of things. I think on the wing, you probably you could work on a little bit more than at fullback each game and get the reps into him. Yeah. Um, there's such a good player there in Sloan. Like I know we say it every week, but there really is. He he's got so much potential. But I think you put Lomax at the back. He I think he's almost playing as if he's saying, "I want to be a fullback." Yeah, I think he is too. Um, because you don't like 21 runs, 230 meters, seven tackle breaks, a line break. Bloody good, bloody good. How many meters? 230. Bloody good. Uh, so, yeah, not too bad for the Dragons, to be honest. 
like in the current position they're in? Yeah, I, I personally think if that try goes the way that it should, because Manly marched up and scored on the next set. It was a 12-point turnaround. 12-point swing. So I, I, I probably think the Dragons win that game if that goes their way, which it should have. Mate, we spoke about it on the, the Broncos-Roosters game, and I know a lot of people listening will be like, oh, you're just saying this because it's the Broncos that had a core go against them. What I say on Thursday, Matty, I said that offside that was ridiculously not offside, I guarantee you it's going to cost people games uh, in the big games. And then on the weekend, we saw, what, at least two games that were close. Like, for example, the Dolphins with that, obs- that obs- obstruction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's two games decided by poor calls. Because that was also a 12-point turnaround, wasn't it, for the, the Doggies versus Dolphins? I think it was. Anyway. What did, the, what did the referee call it, though? What did he think it was? <laughs> An obstruction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Seriously. You're kidding, aren't you? That is my text tone. <laughs> like, you're kidding. Obstruction. Russ, he scored in the corner 20 metres away. What did he get obstructed from tackling? Tell me what he was obstructed from doing other than he, he kept jogging. He didn't even try to get there. He was walking. I'll be honest, Kemby, since you said obstruction, I haven't heard a word you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a 12-point. It was a two-try turnaround. Yeah, you're kidding. He, like, even Matty Burton gave up on the play. Even he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not getting there. Oh, man. Anyway. So it makes you wonder, like, with those video refs, like, is it – I suppose we have to, but does the NRL start to go, is it worth us allowing the audio to go out or do we just let the commentators – Because, like, we literally heard the words – over the line, grounded. Mate. And then the Bulldogs game. I'm sorry, but that's sex and pass. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Remember the sex and pasta yeah. try? The floated one over You could top. see it come forward out of his hands. Like he literally was, he was literally like that. Anyway, is what it is. Um, to be fair though, I'll, I'll cop that because it's like on the run. 100% you cop that. I'll cop that on the run. Has. It's the ones that are being replayed, like the offside and the... Anyway. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.